0: Shrouded in mystery, cloaked in darkness, a blunt instrument of violence, turned the sharpest scalpel of shadow. Darth Maul's past is as murky as his fate. Once a tool to be used and discarded, Maul seized a second opportunity at a second life, where he would not allow himself to be manipulated any longer. Born to a lifetime of hate and pain, Maul would leave a scar on the galaxy, deeper than his tormentors had thought possible. You are listening to the Star Lores podcast. I find your lack of faith disturbing.
1: Why are you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking?
0: But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. i got a bad feeling about this. Beginning... And ending.
1: Maul, a Dathomirian Zabrak male destined to become the dreaded Sith assassin, came into the universe on Dathomir. His mother, Kysina, belonged to the Human Knight Sister sect under Mother Talzin's leadership, while his father, a Zabrak, met the customary fate of being slain after Maul's conception. By birthright, Maul was a Knight Brother. A group of male Zabraks who served as both warriors and slaves to the dominant Night Sisters. Just like his brethren, Maul underwent an initiation ritual shortly after his birth, submerging him in a mystical oily bath and adorning his body with intricate black and red tattoos. These markings would be replaced in the future, as part of his transformation into a Sith apprentice. His original black Night Brother markings were removed, leaving him with a striking red skinned appearance until he would later receive agonizing Sith tattoos personally applied by Darth Sidious, not only aimed to cleanse Maul's mind, but also to symbolize his unwavering dedication to the dark side. Maul shared a blood bond with feral and savage Opress, and his mother Kaisina harbored a fervent desire for at least one of her sons to escape the influence of Mother Talzin. Less than a year after Maul's birth, she crossed paths with Darth Sidious. The youthful Sith apprentice of Darth Plagius. She pleaded with him to rescue Maul from a life of a Night Brother, a request that initially gave Sidious pause, but ultimately swayed him, particularly due to the infant's remarkable force sensitivity. During the initial years of his life, Maul was entrusted to the care of droids, with TDD 9 being a significant caregiver, a red eyed, spider like droid that would be a harsh mentor but one Maul would later see as a companion. He was raised in a secret location situated on Mustafar. A year after Maul was handed over to the Sith, Sidious received permission from his own master to train him as an apprentice. However, Pelagius explicitly instructed Sidious not to divulge their most guarded secrets to the Dathomirian. Maul's training was geared towards becoming a Sith Assassin rather than a Sith Lord akin to Pelagius and Sidious themselves. Throughout his training, Maul remained unaware of the true identity of his human mentor, referring to him only as Master Sidious, oblivious to the fact that he was being tutored by a Dark Lord of the Sith.
0: FORGED IN SHADOW Young Maul's life was harsh, filled with relentless punishment for hesitations and mistakes, cruelty for any display of mercy. When TDD9 uncovered Maul's Force abilities after hurling objects at the boy, Maul would be taken off-world to train with the use of the Force on Tosta, a desolate rock world that had once been an ocean Sidious would telekinetically hurl rocks at Maul, which Maul would have to evade and attempt to hurl them back with the Force. During his tutelage, he was warned to keep his Force abilities a secret from others. Back on Mustafar, Sidious had his apprentice chained upside down over a vat of acid into which he was being lowered while imparting knowledge about the history of the Sith including the Rule of Two, and a great and terrible Sith Lords of history. Maul freed himself and asked if the Sith still existed, to which Sidious responded ambiguously. He warned Maul not to underestimate the Jedi, and Maul would begin to hate the Guardians of the Republic. On another occasion on Tost, Sidious introduced Maul to lightsaber training, and he easily cut down trees with a training lightsaber. They later disguised themselves as tourists on Coruscant, observing Jedi at the temple while discussing the Jedi's eventual downfall. Maul mastered the art of lightsaber combat and Terrace Cassie, wielding a red bladed saber staff against any opponent. Despite being well-versed in Sith techniques, he was more of a Sith assassin than a full apprentice. This made him a violation of the Rule of Two, as his own master was apprenticed to another Sith Lord, Darth Plagueis at the time. Surprisingly, Plagueis was fully aware of Maul's existence and supported Sidious' decision to train him. Plagius' endorsement, despite the breach of the Rule of Two, stemmed from the fact that Maul was groomed to be expendable. As an assassin, he could undertake high priority missions for the Sith without risking the exposure of either Plagius or Sidious in case of failure. In 44 BBY, still a child between 8 and 10 years old, Maul was sent to the Orsus Academy special school that taught hunters, trackers, and spies. He was to train as an assassin under the orders of Sidious, who forbade him from using the force, except for his enhanced senses while at the academy, so as to not expose them to the public. At the academy, Sidious posed as a blind businessman, enrolling the child Maul as his future bodyguard. Director Treza, who could sense force users, agreed to show Maul around, despite the Jedi edict forbidding the academy from training force users, and Treza sensing the ability in the young aspirant. He quickly showed his ruthlessness and abilities by challenging the largest and strongest student in a fight on his first day. An Absean named dalak was his first target and the students engaged in a brutal brawl where maul won the encounter by biting his opponent on the nose he would spend the next seven years at the school learning the skills of a tracker and assassin occasionally returning to sidious during academic breaks to hone his sith talents outside of the school During these sessions, Sidious continued to brutalize the child, increasing his fear and hatred that Maul would learn to seize and turn into rage to fuel his dark energy. During one such vicious training session, a teenage Maul was ordered by Sidious to run up an icy mountain on the planet Mygito as fast as he could. Upon completing the challenge with exceptional speed, Instead of praise, Sidious simply cast his apprentice into an icy lake with the force. Maul began to drown and call for his master's help. But Sidious simply stood and watched his apprentice struggle to survive, ignoring his pleas. Mastering his fear, Maul channeled it into hate and rage and forced himself to swim to shore fighting frigid water, ice, and seizing limbs. Surviving the ordeal, Maul again expecting some form of congratulation or adulation was simply ignored by Sidious, who simply continued to walk on the shore. Over the years at the academy, Maul befriended Kalindi Mitako, a now Tolan ward of the school who had once been an escaped slave, having killed her captor and his entire family before coming to the academy. Kalindi was another of the academy's top students, along with Maul. She would show Maul compassion, something exceedingly rare in his life, and would offer the Zabrak help and advice navigating the various challenges of the school. He would also have rivals such as Rodian's French and Hubnuts, who Maul bested in a sniping exercise. He also earned the malicious attention of one of his instructors, a Mandalorian named Melt Krakow, who had a sordid and brutal history with ties to Death Watch. His His rivals and their instructors, suspecting Maul to be a force user, attempted to kill him during a preparation exercise for the Gora, a dangerous rite of passage at the academy. Maul, however, managed to survive the ordeal and severely injuring his opponents by his force abilities, almost exposing himself and by extension his secret sith masters. Despite the hiccup, Maul would go on to complete his time at the academy and forge friendships with his classmates, Kalindi and Dahlin. This relationship soon turned to tragedy for him. As soon after the completion of his training, the Sith Lord commanded Maul to destroy the Orsus Academy and kill everyone there, a task Maul completed even at the cost of his personal relationships. Weapon Unleashed.
1: 37 BBY, when Maul was 17, his master had molded him into a weapon fueled by pure hatred. Despite this, Maul had a sense of honor, granting worthy opponents swift deaths. He harbored familial feelings for his master. Despite his cruel and tortured upbringing, he was utterly loyal and never considered killing Sidious until now during his final test. The ultimate trial arrived when Sidious abandoned Maul on a desolate world of Hypori, where he had to survive alone while being pursued by assassin droids. Weak, wounded, and famished, Maul survived the ordeal for a month before Sidious returned. However, instead of saving his apprentice, Sidious attacked the young Zabrak with his lightsaber. Maul ignited his in kind and dueled with his master. However, he quickly lost due to his weakened state. Sidious informed Maul that he was a failure and revealed that he had already been replaced with a different apprentice. Filled with a blinding rage, Maul exhausted and spent made one last defiant attack, biting Sidious's hand and spitting blood in his face. Sidious spared him, explaining that Maul had passed the final test by wanting to kill him, a mandate inherent in Sith doctrine since the institution of the Rule of Two. There had been no other apprentice, Sidious proclaimed him Darth Maul, a Dark Lord of the Sith, and they relocated to a new home in The Works on Coruscant, where Maul received medical attention. Maul carried out numerous missions for his master, assassinating politicians, crime bosses, merchants, and warlords, his terrifying appearance serving as a deliberate intimidation tactic. Despite these successes, he yearned to cast down the Jedi. he had been taught to despise for their arrogance and their weakness. Maul was a weapon, forged from spite and hate, and he relished the challenge of facing his counterparts on the battlefield to test himself against a worthy foe. He would soon get his wish. One of his earliest missions involved assassinating Sciolo Urmenka, a skilled Jedi Master living in seclusion on a jungle world. Maul, armed with his lightsaber, underestimated Manka, who wielded a Force-imbued wooden staff, having left his lightsaber at the Jedi Temple years ago. Manka was a renowned Jedi warrior in his prime, and had retired earlier to go into seclusion and meditate on the grand mysteries of the Force. Manka's incredible speed caught Maul off-guard, leading to a brief duel. In the end, Manka disarmed Maul, but spared his life. Determined to defeat Manka, Maul created two lightsabers that he would hold pommel to pommel to create a double-bladed effect, inspired by his Zabrak heritage and Sith schematics provided by Darth Sidious. In a rematch, Maul concealed the second blade and engaged Manka with a familiar attack. When disarmed again, he triggered the second blade, impaling Manka from behind and securing its victory. Years before the invasion of Naboo, Maul imprisoned Umboran Sly Moor in the Chrome Drift as directed by Sidious. Later, Sidious posed as Moore's rescuer, drawing her to his side. Moore would later become Palpatine's senior administrative aide during his ascent to chancellorship and became a member of the Imperial Ruling Council after the fall of the Republic. She would prove to be a cunning ally in the years to come. Around 34 BBY, Maul was sent to Charia to secure a spice agreement with the Trade Federation. He initially succeeded, but when a merchant-led rebellion erupted, Maul reported his failure to Sidious, who punished him by force-strangling him until the verge of unconsciousness and death, continuing the abusive apprenticeship. Maul was then sent by Plagius and Sidious to instigate the Aonkori uprising, recruiting smuggler Vilmar Grark to facilitate the incident. When Grark hesitated, Maul used force the force to persuade him and they manipulated the Un'Kori into attacking the Jedi. As the crisis unfolded, Maul urged Sidious to send him to Yincor, seeing the Jedi become involved and relishing another chance to defeat them in combat. But Sidious insisted on using Grark instead to continue to conceal this influence in the matter. Sidious reminded him that their immediate goal was not to defeat the Jedi. Sidious would continue to make preparations for a greater plan, One that Maul had not been completely informed of, but continued to serve his master's bidding, unwittingly setting up the pieces for greater events to come.
0: A Blade in the Darkness. Sidious informed Maul about two companies, Lomite Limited and Intergalactic Ore, operating on Torvala. These companies were important in the production of transperisteel, a vital construction material. Lieutenant Governor Wilhuff Tarkin of Iriadu and the Seswana sector, secretly aligned with Plagius and Sidious, challenged these rival companies to secure a major contract control Dorvala and its resources, the Sith thought to manipulate the companies into destroying each other, ultimately benefiting the Trade Federation. Maul questioned why the Neomodians of the Federation were involved in their plan. Sidious explained that, despite their flaws, they had to be part of the scheme. Sidious tasked Maul with delivering Dorvala to the Trade Federation and the Sith's ally, Newt Gunray, the opportunity to ascend its ranks. After praising Maul's lightsaber skills, Sidious inspected his double-bladed lightsaber and inquired why he preferred it. Maul explained its advantages, and Sidious cautioned him not to reveal the Sith prematurely. He provided him with a data card containing target information Before sending Maul to Durvala, Sidious reminded him that the planet was different from Coruscant and expected a successful report upon his return. At his arrival, he found its harsh living conditions, lower gravity, varied terrain, and lack of law enforcement or Jedi presence, unlike his adopted homeworld. In a cantina, Maul used a mind trick to obtain information about sabotage related to the mining companies, Lomite Limited and Intergalactic Ore. He deftly inserted himself into the feuding companies and gathered intelligence. He would plot to pit the companies against each other in open hostilities by incriminating associates of each side and interfering with the contract of pirate mercenary group known as the Tomb Clan maul manipulated and lured the various agents into open combat where the miners and the security personnel would end up killing each other he would reveal himself to finish off the survivors and alter evidence to frame the warring parties maul manipulated the intergalactic ore agents into receiving a message that set both mining companies against each other leading to significant losses of ore transportation ships. Returning to Coruscant, Maul listened to Sidious's successful manipulation of Dorvala Mining's merger and Gunray's permanent position in the Trade Federation Directorate. Sidious advised Maul to study the Black Sun Crime Syndicate while continuing his training in preparation for a new mission. Red Dawn on a Black Sun.
1: Maul's latest mission from Sidious, following a minor excursion to exfiltrate a war criminal and arms dealer from the dreaded prison Coghive 7, and encountering the High Priestess of the Bandogora cult, and former Jedi Padawan. Now, Maul was sent to create chaos within the Black Sun crime syndicate by eliminating its nine Vigos and their leader. Maul would add a new weapon to his growing arsenal, a Sith Infiltrator ship named the Scimitar, a modified star courier with cloaking technology. From this mobile base of operations, he could launch his custom crescent-shaped speeder named Bloodfin after a brutish and violent hunting predator Maul had encountered on a mission in the Outer Rim. Sidious warned Maul about the Vigo's connections to the Trade Federation, but did not inform his apprentice of Black Sun's involvement in, in an assassination attempt on Darth Plagueis. Maul was instructed to start with Vigo Darnata, then target Vigo Morn, and finally eliminate the rest on the planet Raltier. Maul posed as a hired killer and infiltrated Darnata's hideout, deep-space demolition and removal. He killed most of the people in Darnada's chamber, including his guard Sinya, and left Asa Nega alive to contact the other Vigos. Before leaving, Maul spread rumors of infighting amongst the Vigos and had the entire space station destroyed. Hath Monchar, the Nemoidian deputy viceroy of the Trade Federation, had tried to warn Darnada about the Sith's presence, but was dismissed as a doomsayer and left before Maul's arrival. Maul's mission continued as he went to Vigo Morn's homeworld of Dak. After eliminating Morn's men, he confronted Morn himself, who revealed the Vigo's rendezvous on Raltir. Arriving on Raltir, Maul deployed Dark Eye Probe droids around the Black Sun Fortress and reported to Sidious. Sidious instructed him to attack and leave no survivors. Maul encountered resistance from centuries but swiftly dealt with them. Inside, the fortress, he faced the Vigos' bodyguards and killed them all. He then confronted the Vigos themselves, killing each of them, leaving only Alexei Garin, the head of Black Sun known as the Underboss, to face Maul alone. Alexei had a subtle connection to the Force and once aspired to become a Jedi, but had gone down the path of criminality. Maul defeated Migella, Garin's sister bodyguard, and confronted him. They engaged in a brief conversation, during which Maul revealed that the Sith had returned, before Garen wounded Maul in an act of petty defiance. Maul drowned Garen in a reservoir, completing his mission. He then returned to Coruscant with his injuries, reporting to Sidious that there were no survivors. Sidious scolded him for revealing the existence of the two Sith to Garen. Maul was then ordered to train on Musafar. Sidious later reported Maul's success and near blunder to Darth Plagueis, who dismissed the matter as Black Sun was now in chaos, allowing the Sith to continue their plot unhindered.
0: A Duel of Devils In 33 BBY, Maul trained with Droid Echoes at the Lemurge building and impressed Sidious with his skills. Sidious sensed a disturbance in the force in the outer rim, and tasked Maul with investigating and eliminating it, as it could threaten the Sith presence. Maul arrived on the planet, marked by the disturbance, and found Silas, a hulking force sensitive Drovian, known for dueling other force users for personal gain. Maul confronted Silas. However, Sidious intervened and offered him a chance to become his new apprentice if he killed Maul instead. Shocked, but determined by the proposition, Maul fought Sid- Silas in a dueling ring with a nullifier field that disabled lightsabers, forcing them to rely on the Force in hand to hand combat. Maul initially struggled but tapped into his rage and overpowered Silas, eventually killing him. Upon returning to Coruscant, he realized the test was orchestrated by Sidious to further his apprentice's growth and reaffirm his loyalty to his master. blunt instrument
1: Maul returned to Coruscant after receiving a new mission from Sidious Bartok assassins had stolen a prototype hyperdrive equipped trade Federation vulture droids and a hyperdrive engine potentially implicating the Federation in their criminal activities Sidious wanted Maul to retrieve the stolen starfighters and eliminate those responsible to avoid arousing suspicion from the Jedi Maul followed the Bartok freighter to Raltir, where he decided to fake his capture with the help of C-3PX, his companion assassin droid. He parked the scimitar in a ravine and entered a Bartok fortress through an open window. Inside, Maul was captured and led to a courtyard where he saw the stolen vulture droids and other Bartoks. C-3PX was also quote-unquote captured to maintain their ruse. Both were placed in separate cells for interrogation. Maul managed to break free, incapacitating an interrogator droid, and escape his cell. He encountered guards, overpowered them, and escaped through a trapdoor into an underground cave. In the cave, Maul faced various obstacles, including a chasm and pursuing spider. He eventually reached the other side and discovered a Bartok with his lightsaber and a holographic falleen. The Bartok revealed that the hologram was a trap to lure Maul out. Enraged by the Bartok's deception, Maul defeated two of them, trapped the one with the vocabulator over a toxic pool, and administered a truth serum to extract information about their employer, Grudo the Hutt. Grudo had been hired by the Trade Federation to create a prototype hyperdrive engine, but was never paid. The Hutt had planted a sensor tag on the engine, which led him to the Trincata Starship's facility where the Vulture Droids were being constructed. Grudo hired the Bartoks to steal the vultures and the hyperdrive, intending to use them to destroy the Korleg Academy for rejecting his son. However, the Jedi intercepted one of the freighters carrying half of the vultures and the hyperdrive. Maul used thermal detonators to set a 10-minute countdown to destroy the Bartok fortress and contemplate C-3PX's fate. He discovered that the Bartoks were preparing for an attack on Korleg. Inside the freighter, Maul found information about the crystal grave field traps and decided to fake his capture to escape. Maul then engaged the remaining Bartoks, killed them, and left the fortress on on his bloodfin speeder. The fortress exploded as he departed. He encountered two more Bartoks who had survived, defeated them, and reached the scimitar. He then set off for Korleg, cloaking his ship. Maul's arrival at Corleg was timely, and he prepared for a confrontation with Grudo. Using the vulture droids under his control, Maul threatened Grudo, who evacuated with his son Corlegs to Corleg's surface. Maul allowed them to escape as per Sidious's orders and redirected the vulture droids to a trade federation base. Returning to Raltir, Maul searched for 3PX but found only a restraining bolt, confirming the droids' escape. He returned to Coruscant to report back to Sidious.
0: the trap. In 32 BBY, Maul sparred with training droids on Mustafar before receiving a holographic message from Sidious. He learned that Deputy Viceroy Hath Monkar had disappeared with a sensitive Sith holocron containing Trade Federation plans for a blockade of Naboo. Maul's mission was to find Monkar and ensure he didn't reveal information about the upcoming plan. If he had already shared it, Monkar and anyone he spoke for spoke to had to die. Maul arrived on Coruscant, used his cloaked scimitar, and rode a speeder bike to a Customs Bureau outpost. He evaded a police droid and accessed a net terminal to locate Monkar he discovered Monkar's possible involvement with Corellian information broker Lorne Pavan. Maul visited a tavern in the Crimson Corridor and learned that Monkar might meet Pavan there. He followed Pavan and his protocol droid, I-5YQ, shadowing them in the hopes of locating Monkar. Arriving at the Dewback Inn, Maul spotted his target and Pavan conversing. But refrained from attacking due to the public setting. Maul tracked Moncar to a penthouse, eliminating the guards. He interrogated him, who revealed his conversation with Pavan about the Naboo blockade. Before Maul killed him, he prepared to retrieve the holocron. When bounty hunter Maui Lin, hired by the Trade Federation, confronted him. Maul fought her and escaped to report Monkar's death to Sidious. Sidious ordered him to kill Pavan and retrieve the holocron, spurring Maul into action. He infiltrated Monkar's apartment, unnoticed by Coruscant security, already investigating the scene of the murder. Inside, he discovered that the Sith holocron was missing, likely taken by Lorne Pavan. Maul headed to Pavan's location, intercepted a holo-message from Yant the Hutt, a black son Vigo, who had not been present during Maul's earlier massacre, and learned that Pavan might be selling the holocron. Maul tracked the Vigo to his local club, the Tuscan Oasis, killed him and his bodyguards and continued his pursuit of Pavan and his protocol droid. Following him and the droid, Maul confronted him, them, but he had already been secured by the Jedi Padawan Darsha Asant and her mentor, Weapons Master Anun Bandera. A lightsaber duel ensued. Bandera sacrificed himself to buy time for Darsha and Pavan to escape. Maul continued tracking them through the Coruscant sewer system, where they encountered and defeated Sithons mutated and terrible descendants of humans long banished to the undercity in an underground cavern they fought they faced a thousand a large worm-like creature invisible to the force the creature delayed maul allowing his quarry to attempt an escape with maul in hot pursuit darsha tried to eliminate him by blowing up a warehouse killing herself and seemingly pavan in the blast, hoping to kill the pursuer as well. Maul survived and reported the deaths to Sidious. He contacted Sidious and received coordinates to his space station, where they would meet. Then, he left Coruscant in his cloaked ship, the Scimitar, heading to the Perlemian Orbital Facility. There, he planned to hand over the holocron to Sidious discreetly, as the Jedi were now investigating the murders. Upon arrival, Maul floated to the facility's airlock, preparing to meet Sidious. Meanwhile, Lauren Pavan, who had survived the blast at the warehouse, followed Maul using a Towson nodule to hide from the force. Pavin attempted to kill Maul, but failed, losing his hand in the process, but barely escaping with the holocron intent on giving to the authorities to reveal the upcoming Sith plan for the invasion of Naboo. Maul attempted to chase Pavan deeper into the facility, but Pavan had stumbled into a political rally being hosted for Senator Palpatine. Handing the holocron to the senator directly in hopes that it would lead to the revelation and unraveling of the plan, Pavan, content, returned home. As he arrived at his hotel room, Maul ambushed his elusive target and killed him quickly. A reward Maul thought for his quarry's tenacity and sheer aptitude for survival. A trait Maul respected. And with that loose end neatly tied, Sidious was free to continue with the planned invasion of Naboo and tip the first dominoes to his and the Sith's final ascension. Thanks for flying with us. Jordan here. Just wanted to let everyone know what's happening here at the Star Wars podcast. Star Wars is now on Discord. If you would like to join the Star Wars Cantina Discord server, you can find a link in the description or on any of our social media accounts. Reach out with a DM or email. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching... Star Lores Podcast. Go ahead and give our page a like and send us a message. You can also email at starlorespodcastgmail.com. At send us your fan art, Star Wars collections, or fan fictions, and you may even get a feature on one of our pages or even the show. Don't be afraid to offer corrections or add to any of the topics that we discuss on the show. We are also on Patreon. So if you want to help us pay the bills, as well as get a few awesome perks like bonus episodes, access to the private Facebook group, or the VIP section of the Discord server, head on over to patreon.com forward slash and sign up for as little as one US dollar a month. And finally, make sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcatcher app or YouTube, as well as sending us a five star review on iTunes. This really helps us reach a wider audience. Enjoy the rest of the show.
1: Welcome aboard the Millennial Falcon, this is Christian. This is Jordan. Today we are talking about the one, the only, the man of nightmares and the man of uh, infinite expertise, Darth Maul. Indeed. Uh, We're currently orbiting his home world, uh, Dathomir. Um which I guess we'll just jump right into it. Uh, the whole association between Darth Maul and Dathomir was kind of a later entry. Um, so that was kind of like a retcon that happened through the Clone Wars TV series. Uh, originally, the Maul's origins were not well known. Um, there was a comic book that showed a young Maul just being a red-skinned Zabrak that Sidious appears to find at some kind of slave market. Um like just an orphan boy on the street, <clears throat> um, but later that was kind of retconned um, to to make him one of the Knight Brothers with associations to the Knight Sisters of Dathomir, right. and that whole plot, which we will discuss in other episodes where we actually break that down.
0: And wasn't he like the first Zabrak scene? Like, it wasn't the Zabrak introduced in his character? No. Um,
1: There were two other Jedi Zabraks that also appear in episode one. So obviously Darth Maul's introduction to the fandom happened obviously in Star Wars episode one, but there's two other Jedi Zabraks, um, F. Koth, and I forget what the other one's called off the top of my head. I don't remember. They're, they're like minor, minor background characters.
0: Well, did they even have speaking lines? No, they had no speaking lines. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
1: They were like way in the background. Yeah. Um, so Darth Maul like appeared very unique. He was the first Zabrak that yes people would ever s- notice. Let's say, but after kind of like the visual guides and stuff started coming out, p- people picked up on the fact that there were other Zabraks and they created this whole new species. Yeah, um, Darth Maul obviously has some very strong uh, demonic uh, influences in his appearance. Um, the other Zabraks have like more of a brown skin. And they have like outlines of what look like Maul's tattoos. Yeah. But they're not the same and they don't have that black and red contrast or like
0: red eyes or anything.
1: And they some they even have hair that kind of hides some of their horns. So that's why they would probably not be super. Um,
0: yeah. And there's even that Zabrak in Kotor 2. And uh, he's almost like blue. Yeah. I can't remember if. Yeah. And I there's, there's like more. That,
1: but... there, there's like the yellow skinned yeah. Zabraks. Uh, no, the, the Zabrak in Kotor 2 is like brownish. Is he? Yeah. Baudour.
0: I'd have to, yeah, Baudour, right? Yeah, I'd have to go back and yeah, look. Yeah, he's got more like a,
1: a brown complexion. Um, but you but look, he doesn't
0: look demonic. Like No, uh,
1: yeah. Like, definitely, only it's the Knight Brothers.
0: And it, it is funny how they make Baudour sound too. Even like his voice is very soothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's trying to get a break away yeah, from that. It's uh, like a, it's almost, yeah. It's like an association. Yeah trying um, to get us to not be racist against that. <laughs> so. Even though the whole point
1: of Darth Maul was to yeah, <laughs> to be evil. Yeah. <laughs> um on that point, Maul doesn't have a lot of character early on. Um even kind of authoring the first half of this episode. Uh, obviously we'll, we're going to return to Darth Maul's tale cuz it's not over yet. Has anyone that's seen episode 1 spoilers? Uh it doesn't end there. Um, but there's definitely a strong for con- better or for worse yeah. <laughs> well we'll discuss that when we get there but there's definitely a strong contrast with Darth Maul before and after episode one before yeah. episode one he doesn't have much of a well first of all in the movie itself he has almost no speaking lines I think he only has like three lines in the entire movie yeah. even though he's like the main antagonist more or less other than Sidious Um. But he's very much this, like, like his name suggests, like a blunt instrument, a, a maul. Yeah. He's just a, a force of nature, doesn't talk a lot. He doesn't have a lot of character development. He's had an extremely abusive upbringing, um, but he's he's ultimately a tool. Like he's disposable, he's meant to follow orders, which is not very, like Sidious and Plagius. Like, Plagius allows Sidious to to take him on as apprentice because he's not seen as a threat. He doesn't, in their eyes, break the rule of two because Maul was never meant to ascend to be anything more than a, a rabbit attack dog.
0: Yeah, it's almost like Maul's more of an, just an animal to them. Right, exactly. Like, than even an actual person.
1: person. <laughs> yeah, and so, like, a lot of that, Either inadvertently or not, like comes out in a lot of his early stories. He he appears. He's a quiet assassin. He just wrecks things and then he disappears again.
0: Yeah. and he he is kind of a one-dimensional character. There's again a whole lot to making
1: him. a strong distinction because later on he does kind of become more complex. Yeah, and that is an interesting character development, especially for a character like Maul And we'll kind of talk more about that when we get into the second half, pun intended, of this uh, of his story. <laughs> Um, but prior to that, only speaking to stuff prior to um, the events of the Clone Wars, um, Maul is yes very one dimensional. He's a brute force assassin. His character doesn't really develop all that much, and he's essentially Darth Sidious's lackey, which is something that Sidious doesn't really even respect. Right? He's yeah. again this this tool to be used and then discarded. Um, Maul. It is very unsith like in that he doesn't pursue power for his own personal gain he's a servant of his master and he's always this servant like he's beaten yeah. he's cowed he only does things to make his master happy um really the only instance of him fighting back against his master is uh when he kind of like bites his hand at his final test yeah. but even then it was like a half-hearted attempt Um, Whereas like Sith doctrine demands that you become ambitious, you become more powerful than your master and you're meant to overthrow your master.
0: Yeah. Um, at least in the earlier early depictions of Malvo, he's like not ambitious at all. No, exactly. Um, he do, he, none of his motives are his own. He just gets sent. It, it does seem like, yeah, his will has been so broken that yeah. he can't, he, he can't have ambition. Almost, yeah, you exactly. Know? He, he just
1: does what he's told. Yeah. And then comes back like a, a dog. Yeah. A trained dog.
0: And he's also like just so indoctrinated as well. Like, he has no exposure to like anything outside of what Sidious taught him. Right. Yeah. Or allowed him to be, to taught. know. Yeah. And that's the other
1: part of it. Right. Like again, going back to, he was never meant to be a Sith Lord. really. Yeah. Um, he wasn't like Sidious did not impart all the deep knowledge of the Sith. He didn't even know he was being trained as a Sith until yeah. much later in his life. Um, so yeah, you, you can tell he was never meant for anything more. Yeah. Um in a lot of ways that makes Maul a tragic character. He's like definitely beaten and abused his whole life. He has no future, no ambition of his own. Like yeah. it is it truthfully at the heart of it, it is more of a tragic tale.
0: It is also kind of interesting that like uh like oh there's no instance or depiction of Obi Wan and Qui Gon trying to like redeem Maul or turn him to the light side. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh which I've always kind of wondered because there's in a lot of Star Wars stories like they're trying to I mean to the turn, whole
1: the whole story of Darth Vader is that yeah, return to redemption.
0: There's that, but there's like other stories too outside of the main films is of like trying to turn darksiders back to the light side, right yeah. or whatever but it with Molly there is just a sense of irredeemability almost yeah. Yeah. and
1: I think part of that is part of that single-mindedness of his pursuit he is a weapon yeah he's meant to destroy and nothing else yeah. and that part of him still carries on even after his resurrection spoilers <laughs> um he still single-mindedly hunts obi-wan with that same like thirst for vengeance yeah that that's part of like who he is internally be that something that Sidious instilled in him or that becoming who he truly is, like, at his core. Um, but realistically, like, even outside of Sidious quote-unquote rescuing him, he really didn't have a future on Dathomir either. The Zabrak slaves are just equally disposable uh, to the Nightsisters. Uh He would have been a slave anyways. So he was at least given a chance at... Um, somewhat higher aspirations you know being the weapon of a uh galaxy-wide regime rather than just uh, a planetary-wide regime but he's a servant and a slave nonetheless in either case
0: i mean and just a little bit of uh what ifs here but wouldn't it have been kind of sweet if uh like after vader comes to power like uh Palpatine is like you you take him I don't I don't need him anymore and like Maul became becomes like Vader's, Vader's apprentice yeah
1: <laughs> I don't know if I'd like that
0: <laughs> I think they do crazy they do
1: fight um I'll in, do in the future we'll we'll yeah. get into that okay which is is cool because it's kind of cool to see yeah echoes of the past and the quote-unquote present in the form of Vader dueling and there's a cool like character piece in that um but we'll, we'll discuss that when we get there because it is actually a very cool comic and I do actually quite like the, the revealing nature of their duel. Um, is this the Disney Vader? You no, know, it... I can't remember who authored it. Well, like I said, we'll get there when we get there. I have
0: heard good things about the Disney comic book series of Vader. Of Darth Vader, yeah. yeah. People I have, have, people have given good, uh, yeah. good reviews of Just it. Just like
1: Rogue One, not
0: everything Disney touched is trash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it
1: definitely is not worth the trash we get. <laughs>
0: I know what's that, that Wookiee in uh, Boba Fett, a book of Boba Fett. He's yeah. introduced in that Vader series. Yeah, I series. forget his name, but that he's camera. like a Wookiee bounty hunter. Yeah,
1: yeah. But again, like that's lifted from other Wookiee bounty hunters that we know from the yeah. pre Disney era. So it's, again, it's not even original. Yeah. It's just lifted <laughs> and remade. Um, some more thoughts on Darth Maul. Um, the actor who portrayed him, Ray Park. Uh, yep. He's an actual martial artist, so that actually like lended itself to the staff fighting technique, yeah. using the saber staff slash double bladed lightsaber, um, often interchangeable in terminology. Um, Maul's signature weapon. Everyone lost their minds when Episode One came out, and he ignites that second blade. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, Ray Park also kind of re- reprises the role. <coughs> Uh, doing motion capture for Darth Maul in the Clone Wars series as well, uh, which is pretty cool because it adds that fluid.
0: And he's movement. in uh, Solo, right? The
1: Solo movie, yes. At the very and he end, he, yeah. he reprises the role again in in live action very for, briefly, at the yeah. very end of Solo, yeah. Um, but that kind of fighting style, I believe it was wushu that he does. Um, it's just very kinetic and very like energetic. Yeah, and that obviously lended itself to like how now Sith and Jedi fight.
0: Yeah, like and whole. he sort of like epitomized the the differences between the OG series and the prequel series about how Lucas went for like a different lightsaber fight. Yeah, you know exactly. Like yeah. it, 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 like you see it in Qui Gon and Obi Wan, but it's like mostly epitomized in, in, in Darth, Darth Maul. Darth Maul. Yeah, it's yeah, just the acrobatic style. Yeah, and, which is
1: really really cool. Yeah. Um, and again, that's also like speaks to Maul's character is like he's a, a, a living embodiment of a weapon like yeah, yeah his whole purpose is geared towards violence yeah he's an assassin he's a brute he's like filled with rage and hate um yeah. and fear and like yoda says he uses that fear there's a few instances where like you know through his abusive training He learns to fear Sidious. He learns to fear the the life-threatening situations he gets thrown into. But then he just fuels that into hatred and anger and then overcomes whatever obstacle,
0: Yeah,
1: which also will lead to his survival after (laughs) suffering, some might say, impossible injuries. But (laughs) (laughs) again, we'll cross that bridge when we get there.
0: Are we going to get there in this
1: episode? Not in this episode. Okay. In a future episode. We're coming back to Maul. Like I said, his story's not done yet. Um, another thing I just really wanted to touch on with Darth Maul was um, uh, Darth Maul's biological family. Um, I didn't totally like. I I kind of like the characters that would come up later, and again, these characters will probably have their own episodes of Savage, Oppress, and Feral. Oh yeah, uh, and all the Knight Brothers. Their names, their names, just <laughs> it's too on the nose. And Star Wars is known for for its names. General Grievous and you know, yeah, yeah. Darth Sidious. Yeah. <laughs> but but Savage Opress is just too on the nose that I just can't now you can excuse it with the whole like Night Sisters, you know, they're already like a, a slave cast and they're like the Night Sisters would name them that way. Like kinda almost demeaning names like Feral and Savage and and Maul. Um, but I I don't know how I feel about Maul having like biological attachments. Yeah. I kinda like the idea of him being like almost this free floating entity that's just like captured at a young age by Darth Sidious. But now Maul has a mother and and biological brothers. There's the Knight Brothers as an organization, but then he has like actual blood brothers who do come up again later. Um and who work with Maul in the future, which we'll we'll touch on more later. But just I wanted to bring it up now since we're talking about um kind of the earlier or I guess the later retconning of of Maul and his origins. Um, also, the, the name Maul being his given name rather than Darth Maul. Maul before he was a Darth was still just Maul. Yeah. Um, kind of goes into the whole naming convention. I'm like it would be cooler if it was his Darth name and he could have yeah. changed it. Right. It Sheev, does seem like Sheev anything. Palpatine yeah. isn't just. Palpatine Sidious, right? Yeah, like yeah. it's He changes his name. Darth Vader was Anakin Skywalker. But yeah. once again, Darth Maul. Right? Even Count Dooku is his real name. And Darth Tyrannus is his Darth name, right? But right. but also that speaks to Maul not having a dual identity. Maul is and has always been, again, that that's slave true, and yeah. that instrument. So they just tack Darth onto his name because that's what he always was meant to be.
0: I mean, even it does sort of feel like Darth is a... Like Sith title. And was Maul ever really like a true Sith? So uh, again, um,
1: he's called a Sith Lord even. Yeah, which is surprising to me. Yeah, and after Pelagius is killed uh, by Darth Sidious, Maul is technically the successor because there is no one else yet.
0: Now it is the rule of two again. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so whether or not that was ever his purpose, like we said Sidious never intended for Maul to truly inherit the mantle. Yeah. Um, I guess just by default he inherits the title but isn't really deserving of it let's say. Um, is kind of how I read it. Um, yeah. Also surprising fact is that Darth Plagueis was still around quite Quite far into when we meet Sidious and Maul, so Plagueis is still around, right? Um, at the beginning of episode one, way behind the scenes, right? So yeah. that's kind of like retroactively included in the conversation.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think Plagueis is one of the coolest, uh, like non-film characters, right? Yeah, and <laughs> the fact that his fingerprints
1: are on so many, things, yeah, uh, yeah, like even Anakin's conception and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it so is cool, cool to yeah. have that. Ominous figure, even in the deeper background than yeah. Sidious.
0: I really hope there's even maybe an animated show or, uh, uh at this point, I don't hope <laughs> for anything. But, <laughs> well, that's true, but yeah, it would be sweet to see maybe a young Palpatine or something. Yeah, with, uh, a young Palpatine series. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how that would go, but you can always hope. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you can't, not anymore. There is no new hope. <laughs> Um, Darth Maul was uh, requested episode two by some of our fans so hopefully if you're still around you <laughs> asked for this a long time ago so I hope you do uh, You do listen to this at least it whets your appetite with the beginning of his story mm-hmm. um, I was going to say a lot of the earlier stories of Darth Maul are more visually engaging There are a lot of them came through comic books yeah. um, again it it's like that visual striking appearance of Darth Maul lack of character development and lines doesn't really make for a great novel character but he does appear a lot in comic books early on and uh, and it lends that visual physica- physicality of the character. Um, but also by that token, a lot of his early stories are very um, simplistic. He goes out on a mission, does his thing, comes back. He goes out on a mission, does yeah. his thing, comes back. There's not a lot, a lot of deep character-driven motivations.
0: Yeah, uh, it, it, it almost feels like you're... Just playing an action-adventure video game. Yeah, or exactly. For, just uh, go break a bunch of stuff a, and then come uh, back. Yeah. yeah, Or reading a mall story. Yeah. Uh,
1: that isn't to say there aren't early mall depictions in other media, but definitely was very strong in the comic book scene early yeah. on, um, which I'm, I'm not opposed to. It's just kind of the, that kind of storytelling lends itself to that, um, and video game too. Yeah, There's a mall video game. Um Again, that being said, that kind of lent to this episode not having that much depth. It was just kind of reading what was given, um, and I found also like his Wikipedia entries also very, at least again for those earlier stages, it's very roughly written compared to other Wikipedia articles. So I just think overall his real life um, lack of character development, yeah, exists. It is <laughs> like people can't even be bothered to write his Wikipedia <laughs> entries. Yeah properly so
0: it does like i said you see as cool as he is he does seem pretty one-dimensional yeah he's not
1: but definitely up there he's up there for me as a character i I quite liked him in episode one i kind of like that force of nature type characters who just show up and wreck stuff um like his role as like a, a marauder and assassin and yeah um yeah all that does it for me so i'm i'm quite content with the character Mixed feelings about his resurrection, we'll get to that, like I said, when we get back to it. But uh
0: Yeah, I, I just kinda hate that kind of stuff. But it's <laughs> it's so
1: definitely weird. even worse now because the trope is so overplayed. Yeah. Um like and, people just can't let characters die yeah, for some they reason. They just can't let it go. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, attachment is a halfway yeah. to the dark side. Um but there are some cool redeeming qualities to Darth Maul's return that don't make it all bad yeah um so that's that's what i will say as kind of a a sneak preview till we revisit this character again indeed but uh until then that's all i got for now sweet any other
0: no let's get off this uh godforsaken (laughs) planet (laughs) peace